As promised, I said I would get into this issue about women and ministry in the church. And it, it was brought about by the controversy sparked by John MacArthur. Last week, he was celebrating 50 years in the pastorate at a conference at his hometown congregation, Grace Community Church. And during that event, MacArthur accused the Southern Baptist Convention of, quote, taking a headlong plunge, end quote, toward allowing women preachers after women spoke at the 2019 annual meeting. And he said that this was a sign that the SBC no longer believed in biblical authority. Quote, when you literally overturn the teaching of scripture to empower people who want power, you have given up biblical authority, quote, said MacArthur, okay? So one of the moderators there during a panel discussion asked the panelists to offer their gut reactions to one or two word phrases. And when the moderator said to MacArthur, Beth Moore, referring to Beth Moore, the teacher and evangelist in Christendom now, very popular with nearly a million followers, MacArthur replied, quote, go home, end quote. Well, it sparked all sorts of controversy, as you can imagine. And it brought up issues that have been around for so, so, so many years decades. And I will have to speak to this only partially, and I will speak to this personally. And I can tell you up front that there's no way that what I will say in these podcasts or produce in my little booklet on this will satisfy all of your desires and all of your questions. It doesn't even do so for me. But I have looked at this issue for many, many years, and it all began because of what happened to me. You say, well, you can't lead with experience. Well, there in some senses, yes, you can. If I walk out on the front porch and I trip over a knot hole in the step and I fall face long onto the sidewalk and I have a concussion, a black eye, a scraped nose, a, a sprained wrist, then I can tell you by experience, if we talk about stepping off these steps and tripping over that knot hole, you bet. My experience can lead to the fact that some things need to be done here. Well, that's in a negative sense, but the same is true positively. If I have encountered something in my life that is absolutely God-given and genuine, and it's backed up by Scripture, it didn't violate anything scriptural, then I know firsthand, I know firsthand that it was God and it was in my life. There was nothing in Scripture or experience or in my opinion, or the opinion of others that led me astray. It wasn't Satan. It wasn't my own reason. It wasn't my own ego. It was God. And so I'm going to lead these discussions personally because that's where I am. And that's part of what my ministry is and has been. And that is to speak to things personally. And I've always stood in this world of where I grew up and what I dealt with both as a rural farm boy and ranch boy and country boy, and also this other foot in the city world, where I immediately left home and moved to the city, the big city in Dallas. I also address these from a perspective of someone whose parents barely finished school, high school, much less uh, college. There was no college. To my knowledge, I was the first one in my family up line on either side 
to get a college degree and a master's degree and earn a PhD. Well, that puts me in a different position, and so do I feel obligated to speak to both, to reach into that world of academics and say, look, let me rephrase this in a way that I, as a farm boy and ranch boy, can understand. Not homely. It doesn't have to be pig slop. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm simply saying, let me take it out of this air of erudition, this smart aleckness that accompanies uh, scholars sometimes, and put it into everyday boot leather and say, okay, why didn't you just say that plainly? On the other hand, I would like to pull those who walk in those boot leathers every single day up and say, look, just because you grow up in rural town Texas or rural America doesn't mean you can't deal with the issues and you can't look at them intellectually and subjectively, yes, but objectively as well. And so we're going to approach this very thing the same way. So when MacArthur said what he said toward Beth Moore, it created this up uh, rising among the Twitters and uh, social media and people all over the nation and literally around the world have sparked renewed interest in this. Again, this is nothing new. It's gone on many, many, many years. So I give you the second introductory thing, and I will tell you more about this. But let me end this particular simple podcast by saying, who is John MacArthur? Well, he is one of the most respected biblical scholars and biblical teachers probably ever in Christendom. The man literally spent over 30 years teaching through the Bible, the whole Bible, verse by verse. And if you listen to most every one of his teachings, and I've heard many of them in many different settings, he is able to exegete, in other words, break down what the scripture is speaking and let it speak out to us rather than exegete or read into it. So many, quote, Bible teachers and preachers They say, oh, I'm preaching the word. I'm teaching the word. And what that means is their version of it. Well, we're all guilty of that to some degree. But the way that I've been taught to get away from that and experienced it and have done so in my own life is to say, what does the scripture teach in context with that culture there first? What what does it say and what did it mean to them? And now, how do I apply that in my own life? How did they apply it in theirs? And let the scripture word by word, verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, speak to me out of the scripture and teach me. Now, does that satisfy all of my questions? Absolutely not. I have so many questions that are unanswered and many of them will go unanswered until I face my Lord. And my, my feeling is I'll probably say when I see him face to face, what questions? You know, I probably will. But I can tell you, there's no way that we're going to exhaust this subject in looking at this. But it always was a thorn to me because women were instrumental in me finding the Lord Jesus to begin with. It didn't come from my dad. My dad disowned me seven times. My dad didn't think Christians were something that he wanted to be around. When I called my dad, when I accepted the Lord on a given night at a crusade, he just warned me, don't become some fanatic. When I 
said, I feel a call to the ministry and I want to go and pursue some education there. My dad said, ministers are the scum of the earth, quote, they live off other people and you have no business doing that. Just follow your secular career and do what you're supposed to do. Well, that was his perspective. But I had an altogether different perspective from, say, Maureen's mother, a godly, very godly woman in the Assembly of God Church in the little town of Imperial, where she was a Sunday school teacher, a devout woman, a literal do-gooder in the community, not in a bad sense, in a great sense, always reaching out to others. And women like her have kept churches open Not only were they instrumental in founding churches, but they kept the doors open. And so many men knew that. Men had to go do, quote, manly things where I grew up. And going to church and doing all that stuff was woman's work. Just like raising the kids was woman's work. Well, that along with emotions and a lot of other things uh, left undone if it were not for women. So the first influence I sensed in any of this area was from my great-grandmother, who was a devout Christian, and then from my grandmother on my mother's side, a devout Christian. And now I find out uh, that the woman that I'm in love with, her mother is a devout Christian, and she probably prayed Maureen and I into the kingdom. So it's important for me to deal with that because once I get into the kingdom, Immediately, I'm confronted by some things and people that say, well, you don't need to be listening to a woman. That's not biblical. Women can't teach men. Women can't preach to men. Women can't usurp authority over men and on and on. So I enter this thing with that sort of background where I know in my heart, in reality, that the godly women in my life influenced me not only to come to the Lord Jesus Christ, but influenced me in their teaching and their love and their guidance and their patience afterward. There wasn't a single man around in my life that I could depend on in that regard. So when you say a woman can't be used of God in the ministry, if you say that, I, I would just challenge you, prove that in scripture, prove that in life, Prove that in church history. Prove it in any other way that's fundamentally sound. It won't happen. So, except this is introductory, we're going to get into this, but the controversy sparked last week came from this beautiful teacher, John MacArthur, against this beautiful teacher, Beth Moore, and it sparked this controversy. MacArthur simply believes that the, the equality might be there at creation, but the functionality is certainly not. And we'll talk more about that. This is Dr. Gary Boyd. I hope you stay tuned for this Mythbuster series, which is part of our Beliefs in Boot Leather series. You'll find two different podcasts going on simultaneously. One is the basic doctrines that we've begun to teach in Beliefs in Boot Leather, and we've been going along those teaching on the scripture. And then the secondary that's under this format will have to do with the myth busting as we go forward. So thank you for listening, and we'll continue this day by day as we go forward until we have some understanding of what the issues are, what the Bible says, and help us form our own opinions about the role of women in ministry then, now, and in the future. Thank you.
Stand by for good news. <laughs>